for a new episode of the Chronicles of Faye. It's time to recenter yourself. Become one with the spirits. Breathe in and breathe out. It's your time, so take it now to release yourself from the tensions of the day for a new Chronicles of Faye. I'm your hostess, Faye Wild. Let's begin with the thanking of the elements, shall we? We thank Earth for her stability and her growth. We honor her and ask her to enter our space. We thank Air for his intellect and creativity. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Fire for his passion and his will. We honor him and ask him into our space. We thank Water for her empathy and her healing. We honor her and ask her into our space. We thank Life for the divine forces and the intimate source. We honor them and ask them into our space. We thank light for its illumination and its revelation of truth. We honor it and ask it into our space. We thank magic for all of its power to create, to bring forth, to give us the power to explore and to experience all. We honor all and ask all into our space. Welcome, Earth. Welcome. Welcome, Air. Welcome. Welcome, Fire. Welcome. Welcome, water, welcome. (coughs) 
Welcome life, welcome. Welcome light, welcome. Welcome magic, welcome. We also thank the animal and plant spirits who give us life and sustain us. We honor them and ask them into our space. Welcome, plant and animal spirits, welcome. We also thank and honor the good fae and the good elven kindreds and the good peoples known and unknown spiritual forces beyond this plane. We honor them and thank them and ask them into our space. Welcome good kindred known and unknown. We'll open with a prayer to the divine, whoever that is for each of you, be it God, be it the spirits, we call upon the inner divine, the divine that guides and guides us all. I call upon the divine being or beings that through our consciousness, through the raising of our consciousness, we might help change the world with the inner light. So mote it be. To the hungry all over the world, I extend my inner light to the homeless who have no homes. I extend my inner light to the people suffering from mental illness. I extend my inner light to the people who are suffering physical illness. I extend my inner light to the soldiers who are fighting and dying all over the world for freedom, for peace. I extend my inner light to the oppressed all over the world who cannot fight for their own freedom. I extend my inner light.
to all those who are in hospitals right now, I extend my inner light. To those who are in prison, I extend my inner light. To the downtrodden and the lonely, I extend my inner light. To all the children who have no home, I extend my inner light. To people who are experiencing spiritual pain, I extend my inner light. To the people who feel hopeless, I extend my inner light. To all people on the planet who are suffering in any way, I extend my inner light. And we'll end with a prayer. I extend my inner light to all who need it. To the planet, to the earth itself, to the universe and the multiverse, to the kindred's good who need the inner light. I ask that this inner light be manifested in the universe and in the multiverses, that through my inner light I might bring forth changes. I call upon the power within the gifts of the divine, that I might remember the inner light within all beings. I call upon the inner light to snuff out the darkness that causes suffering, pain, loneliness, fear, illness, and all things that are not profitable. Thanks be to the divine for the gift of empathy. So mote it be. Take several deep breaths in. Breathe in. Focusing on your face, your neck, your shoulders. Breathe out as you relax your body. Breathe in. Focus.
focus on your arms, your hands, your chest, shoulder, neck muscles, back muscles. Breathe out. Breathing in, sensing the mind, blocking out all external sound. Breathing in, seeing that light within you, the mind, growing still and calm. Breathe in. Focus now on the calm of your body, the stillness of a mind. Breathe in, become comfortable. Breathe out, focusing on your breath, your mind, my voice. And now, eyes closed, you perceive a silver doorway. The silver doorway seems to be made of a misty, silvery light. Before you go into the door, an orb of white light descends downward towards your body. Breathe in. Focus now as the light cleanses your head, face, ears, eyes, nose, mouth, down to the chin, neck, shoulders. Breathe in. Focus on that light going down into the neck, down into the shoulders, down into the arms and hands. Focus on that light going down from the chest, the stomach, the back, all the way down to the base of the spine. Breathe in. Feel that light go down through your legs to your knees, to the calves, ankles, feet, toes. See that light just go through you. And if you cannot see, just imagine a warmth, a tingly warmth going through you now all the way through you. Feels like a current, a vibrating current that goes up and down in a rhythmic, a gentle way. And once that gentle light goes down through the body and out, you notice that goes down to your feet, down to your legs, down and into the earth to ground itself, breathing deeply, focusing on that light. And as you see it 
it looks quite dingy and dirty now, only because it's cleansing your aura of any residual tenseness, tension, stress, anxiety, fear. And as it comes back up through the earth, it is pure white light again. And it just simply bobs over your head for a moment. And as you become aware of the light that's shining its warmth on you, you notice a silvery door of mist. And you go through the mist, through the mist into a, a fantastical curtain of mist. And it's, it's like the showering, silvery, gentle light. And as you walk along the pathway, you notice that there is a unicorn there. And the unicorn, you honor the unicorn and bow to it. It conveys that it wishes to be it's your guide upon your journey through the realms of the gods and the spirits, if you will allow it. If you don't, that's fine. You just feel the urge to go down the pathway. But if you do, you notice that the unicorn walks slowly, keeping pace with you as you walk down the pathway. And you now become aware of trees that seem more alive than usual plants and herbs and flowers that seem to dance and you hear not just the whisper of plants rustling in the wind but you hear chatter as well a, a soft muted chatter and then you become aware of animals all around you and you feel and you know that the animals won't hurt you at all. They will simply be there. And you just feel the energy of the plants and animals. And if you feel that communion with the plants and animals, maybe there's one or several that you feel that you wish to connect with. If you don't, just enjoy the moment in the mist. Feeling that energy go through you, all the way through you, now. And if you find an animal or two, or if you're taking solitude in this place of life and love and energy, you simply stand there in reverence and awe, ready to receive whatever wisdom you're given. But if you're connected to one of the animals, or plants, or several, you ask in your way, is there any wisdom that you wish to teach me now here? Thank you.
And now you give a bow and you thank the place for the wisdom you're given or the communion you receive. And as you walk along, you sense and feel the unicorn as it guides you on through the pathway, down the pathway you trod together, listening to the muted echo of call of plants and animals in speech with each other, knowing that here in this place of life and abundant life and vitality, you can know that they understand one another. And as you go down through, through the pathway, you notice that there is a gateway of golden light, but it's a very soft, gentle light, almost muted light, as if it's cloaked in that silvery mist. And as you walk up to the gate, the unicorn dips its its horn to the ground, almost bowing toward the gate. And it seems as though the gate is in conversation with the unicorn, and soon it parts to reveal a city, vast, but such a city, for the city is quite different. For the city has many acres of land in between buildings so fantastical and beautiful and full of life and love and energy. And as you walk forward through the gate, you notice that the trees and animals and plants and even the soil brims with life. And as you take note of everything around you, some of the buildings look tall as towers. Maybe some of them are like fantastical castles. Some of them are as humble as the earth itself, perhaps with thatched roof and uh, wattle and daub home or wood cabins. Some of them are just airy tents, pavilions, perhaps. And as you walk through here, you notice that there are gods and goddesses. The gods and goddesses are connected only here and now by their allegiance to you. For this place is a place for the gods to come if they wish. Even though they have their own territories and homes, they come here every so often to commune with life itself, the energy of the place. If you have no gods or goddesses, you can walk among the gardens, for there are sculpted benches of living wood that you can sit on and just take note of the energy in the city. How it is so different from the cities on earth. 
how each building is lovingly constructed, keeping nature at its core. Or maybe you do feel connected to a god or several gods. And so you come forward and maybe they join you. Or like I said, you just come toward the energy of the living city. Whatever it is for you, whatever you feel here, you ask it the question, what wisdom can I gain from you here? And as you spend a moment, you honor whoever has given the wisdom, thank them, pay them reverence somehow, some way, depending on your own faith, truth, and love. And a unicorn who has vanished for the moment reappears as if knowing that this is a time for you and you alone. And as you walk through the city, you notice that the unicorn has built himself a pair of wings, or herself. And as you walk forward, you notice that the unicorn beckons you to ride upon it just for a few moments. So you thank the unicorn for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And the unicorn rises into the sky, up through the mist. And as you go through the city, you see more buildings, more trees, more plants, more sculpted mazes and spiral pathways, labyrinths, grottos and hidden places for meditation and spiritual enlightenment and you walk forward into that place in the city and everything around you and you rise higher and higher into the sky higher and higher so that you feel connected with the source of all life, the bringer of divinity into the world. And now you stand upon this platform of purple-hued light. And maybe you're not here to gain wisdom from the source, but you're here 
perhaps to just commune with life itself. And that is fine itself as well. Whatever you're feeling connected to, whatever you're feeling like you need to do or want to do, you do it. And you feel the freedom to do that, to explore. Or maybe you feel connected to the source, the the bringer, the spark of all life and all divinity, all divine gods, the unknown, the unknown source, the unknown bringer of life to all beings. Whatever you're feeling connected to at this very moment, you spend a few moments asking, is there any wisdom for me? And as you thank the source, and you thank the experience which you've had, the unicorn begs you to, not begs, but it, it tells you to get back on its back. And so you do. And when you've done that, the unicorn takes off from the platform and it glides down, down through the misty stars, through the constellations in the sky, which continue to change. And as you walk forward in this mist, being guided and cared for by the unicorn, you glide down over the city and you notice that the city has a golden dome of light above it as if it's being protected from those who are not allowed into it. But you know for yourself that you have been allowed and so you simply wave hello to those beings in the city. And then you come down through the pathway into the place of the animal and plant spirits feeling if not wiser perhaps more relaxed calm peaceful gentle energy and now the unicorn glides you down where the pathway began. And you notice that the unicorn is standing there and you bow to it and you give it honor for being your guide here before you re-enter the doorway of silvery mist. And now Take a deep, deep breath. 
stretch, stand, and reorient yourself back into the present. Today I'm going to talk about animist practice and meditation and why I insist on having meditations with just about every episode. There are some episodes of the podcast where I don't have any meditations. And to answer your question, the meditations that are in these episodes are ones that I create. They're all my own work. And so, even if they aren't, what do you call it, uh, professionally made into an album or something like that, they are my own work. They're my own creation, and so I hope that you enjoy them, because to me, I think they're amazing, and not saying that I'm amazing or anything, but saying that, like, I feel strongly that the meditations I create give a spiritual depth to the podcast and they bring, they bring something to each podcast episode. So today's topic is animist practice and meditation and why I think that animism and meditation go well hand in hand. Let's first talk about what is meditation. And keep in mind, I'm only one person. I'm only one pagan. I'm only one animistic kitchen witch. So these are my opinions. So keep them and take them or or not. But these are my own opinions when it comes to meditation. Meditation can be about clearing the mind of all thought. That is a very popular kind of meditation that many have heard of. Um, There is also Zen meditation, um, which gets into like Buddhism, and Hindus also meditate as well as part of their um, religion and belief system. Of course, I don't know. A lot about Hinduism um, or Buddhism, so I'm going to kind of leave those aside to just say that meditation is used in their practices, and it's used in a lot of practices. And there are lots of kinds of meditation outside of, say, Eastern meditation. There's, there's, you know, there's Zen meditation. There's meditations associated with specific yoga practices. Again, I'm going to not talk about those simply because yoga is not something I am versed in at all. Tai Chi is something I am interested in, but I'm only beginning to learn about um, Tai Chi, but I know that Tai Chi is about movement through meditation, so meditating through the movements of, of Tai Chi. But again, I don't know much about that either, so I'm just going to um, let you learn about those yourself. Um, A lot of people disregard guided meditations, which are are what 
I usually use because the voice is guiding you into a meditative state and it's really good for beginners but a lot of people say that you know once you get past guided meditations you should be getting into clearing the mind and sitting still and being silent with the mind and that is a hard practice um, to get into but it can be useful for people who want to deepen their practice a bit more so why do i use guided meditations i believe that when i work through these meditations and i guide you um, when i guide you into the meditation um, i'm trying to get you into a spiritual state where you can be um, where you can be brought into a deeper level of communion with the spirits, with um, the meditation itself, with the elements, like we've been doing these past few episodes with an episode, an earth, uh, earth meditation, air meditation, all these meditations that I've been working with you on. And... Um, Meditation, I believe, is very useful um, because it allows you to still the mind and either become one with the guided meditation that someone is doing or your own solitude practice of emptying the mind and becoming sort of one with the silence and the solitude and seeing what sort of wisdom you can gain from that or energy you can you can gain from um, emptying the mind and closing off everything else. Of course, it's very hard, especially if you have um, a restless mind or if your mind is one of those that's constantly thinking, constantly moving. Sorry about that. Constantly moving, constantly going. It can be hard to still all that down. So the guided meditation allows you to do that in incremental steps because I tell you to relax the body first and then I tell you to relax the mind and listen to, the vo listen to my voice and see if you can get into that moment, that spiritual moment. And so um, that's why I use guided meditations. But there's moving meditations, walking meditations. I've often done this where I've like taken a walk, especially when I've gone to camp or say um, I've gone to the gym a couple of times and like stepped on a treadmill and listened to some music or something and I've walked and let my mind sort of become one with the movement of my body, focusing on the rhythm of my breath, focusing on the steps I'm taking, focusing on that, that energy of movement. And that can bring you into a sort of zone where you can um, connect with divinity. Um, I think that in some ways, even runners, when they run and they get into that zone, that runner's high, it's a, it also can be a type of meditation. Um, I've also done a labyrinth meditation a couple of times where you walk through a labyrinth and you focus on the the spiraling inward um, as you're moving through the labyrinth. And that is a beautiful 
example of moving meditation. Um, so you can do a lot of meditation. You can you can meditate as you're exercising, focusing on your breath as you're lifting your weights, focusing on your body as you're doing your cardio. How is your breath? How is your heart? How are you physically feeling, emotionally feeling, spiritually feeling at that moment as you move? So meditation is valuable um, in lots of ways. And um, the reason why I don't want to discuss Eastern practice is because for me, I just feel that it is not for me. And if you are one of those people that feels compelled by Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Taoism, so as I was saying, uh, my recording cut out, so sorry about that. So if I repeat something, apologies for that. But like I was saying, if you want to get into, say, Eastern practice of Buddhism or Taoism or yogic meditations, you can certainly research those. But I'm mainly discussing um, movement meditation and guided meditation and sort of... Um, like opening the mind to the spirits. Prayer can also become a meditation as well. When I was discussing chant magic, that can be a type of meditation because you're focusing on the mantra, the chant, the movement of the word through your meditation. And so, why do I think that animists should practice um, meditation? I think that animists should practice meditation because, and same for many other traditions, but this is just my um, beliefs, my thoughts on meditation and uh, spiritual development, spiritual growth. I believe that when you use meditation, either guided or solitude, where you just close off your external environment and connect with the mind open that up to the spirit to the divine asking for wisdom um you can gain a lot of insight and it allows you to sort of reset yourself for the day reset your mind reset your um your body because you're you're calling upon the relaxation um of the meditation to do that it's a reset it's also a time for you to sort of get out of yourself for a bit so that you're not within your own self, within your own sphere. You are directing all of that energy into the divine. When we extend our inner light, we also are doing a type of meditation by focusing on, uh, by by focusing down and bringing focus inward more toward spirit toward the heart of divine toward source if you will so um a lot of people not just eastern practices do meditations i'm sure many of the shamanic tribes will say that they meditate as well um you know to to bring forth um practice or, you know, we don't know all the cultures of the world. Maybe they don't call it meditation. They call it something else. Um, 
trance state, when you go in so deep into meditation, um, either through chant, through dance, through movement, through um, <clears throat> going inward into the mind, focusing on spirit, um, that is a type of meditation. And it is a very deep and profound energy. So when I was starting out as a pagan, I learned that meditation is valuable because it allows you to, um, it allows you to, as I said, focus inward, to discipline the mind, because you're bringing your focus into whatever the type of meditation you're doing, either through Tai Chi or yoga or um, Eastern practice or your own practice of of guided meditations, movement meditation, um, walking meditations. You're focusing that mind so that as you practice, you can bring your mind quickly into that energy, that attitude of connecting with spirit, connecting with divine, connecting with the source, connecting with the energy that you're desiring to hold to. Now what do I mean by opening up the mind? I'm not talking about just going, okay, I open my mind to whatever I receive because sometimes you can get a lot of negative energy that way. What I mean by opening the mind is is telling the mind to open to the divine, to open to your gods, to uh, the spirits, your ancestors, perhaps, connecting with um, that's that energy that you use when you pray, if you pray, or the energy that you do um, have when you practice your magical practice. It also helps you to visualize, and this is why I love guided meditation, and why I think it's kind of a kind of a bad thing to sort of discount guided meditation because guided meditation is really good for visualization it's really good at it's really good for visualization or or sensory perception you know if you can't see um and when you use that meditation when you use that kind of meditation guided meditation and you focus in on visualization or sensory perception feeling the air, feeling the warmth of fire, feeling the ground crackle beneath your feet, whatever the meditation is leading you into. It allows you to also perceive that which you want to achieve in your own magical practice. So it's it's a really valuable asset to use in your daily life because it it brings you into a space where you can conceptualize, okay, this is the kind of thing I want. Uh, so uh, this is, I want prosperity, for example. So when you get into meditation, when you get into visualization through meditation, you can imagine or sense the money falling into your hands, for example. Or say you want love in your life. And again, I'm not talking about like bringing someone else's love into your life by force of will. I'm talking about just bringing love into your life in general. You can imagine or sense yourself being loved um, 
whether it's by divine, whether it's by yourself, whether it's um, by someone coming into your life, not named or anything, but just someone into your life in general. And you can feel that love. One of the first things that I tell people um, when practicing magic for the first time, one of the first challenges I give them is to is to sharpen their senses. Maybe you're not a meditating kind of person where, okay, guided meditations are fine because you're being guided into the meditation. You're being guided into uh, that space where you are being led into realm of spirit. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, but uh it but to when i tell people the first thing to do is to sharpen your senses if you have a favorite plant for example or whatever you can imagine you can close your eyes if you if you see and see what you can smell about the plant how wet how damp is the soil how flexible is the plant? What does the stem feel like? What do the leaves feel like? Are there flowers on the plant? What do they feel like, smell like? Um, is there anything that you can hear in the plant? What, is the, what do the leaves sound like when they rustle together? And as you sharpen your, your senses by connecting with a plant or, or if, you know, if you, have a pl- if you have a pet, feeling that pet, feeling its fur, feeling the rhythmic breathing, maybe connecting through eating your food and tasting as many tastes as you can get and see how many smells you can pick up. And these are great ways to bring visualization into your mind. And that can be used as a sort of meditation as well. I think anything that allows you to focus and discipline the mind and bring it into sharp focus on whatever it is, whether it's walking, whether it's you're chanting a mantra, whether you are uh, simply walking um, and feeling the fresh air and hearing the sounds around you, or maybe you're standing in your home and just allowing your body to freely move and see what sort of energy you get from that. I think that any of those are great ways to hone hone in into meditation. So animus practice and meditation is really good because it allows you to connect with the spirits that you're honoring. As I said, you know, as part of the animistic tra- tradition, it's about connecting with the spirits around you those in your backyard, those that are near you, um, maybe your local legends about fairies or devas or um, other beings that, or um, elves or whoever you are um, connecting with. Um, it can allow you to to bring that more into your your practice. So meditation has a lot of great value to it. And I know that 
um, perhaps some people might think me sort of um, odd because I I mainly uh, focus on guided meditation. But as I said, it is a great way to to practice. So as you're going through your guided meditations, what are the things you're sensing? What are the things you're feeling? What are the things you're being given? What is the energy you're given? And so, and meditation can also be used in journal work. Um, if you're wanting to do journals or recipes for your practice, um, you know, once you've done your meditation, writing the results that you have or writing the the experiences down can help you sort of hone those practices in. So, um, animism and meditation, I think, go really well hand in hand. Just like I think that in in many faith traditions, meditation is useful. I've even heard of Christians meditating on a scripture by chanting it, not in some creepy way, but sort of like in a plain song way, like, taking a Bible verse and chanting it and and seeing what sort of energy you get from it. Um, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with because I, you know, I want you to love meditation. I want you to come away from this loving meditation and seeing what other sorts of meditation you're drawn towards. So how long should you meditate um, by yourself? Well, I always tell people, um, and like I said, I'm not an expert or anything, but these are sort of things that I've picked up on my own, through my own practice. Um, Start with five minutes, either through guided meditation or or just connecting through prayer or mantra of some kind that you feel drawn towards, or maybe focusing on sharpening your senses through meditation or taking a walk and and perceiving what you can from the walk um, and writing it down afterwards, seeing what you can get from your meditation. Start with five minutes. And, um, you know, if you feel strongly about it, you should journal about it and see what sort of experiences you get from it. And you're going to say, oh, Feywald, I hate journaling. I hate journaling because you have to just, you have to journal and there's not always a lot you write down. So what if it's just a sentence or two? You know, you don't have to journal every day or anything like that. That's up to you. However, um, you know, journal when you feel led to journal and, and see what sorts of things you can come up with. Um, you can listen to some music, perhaps, and see what sorts of of energy you get from that. Start with five minutes. Once you're feeling comfortable with five minutes, move on to ten minutes. Move on then to 15 minutes and see how far um, you can get into your meditations. Our meditations that I do usually last between, like, I think the shortest meditation I ever did was like six minutes, but most of them are like fifteen to twenty minutes or something. Um, whatever you feel comfortable with is what you feel comfortable with, and I believe that you know 
it's something that can be of, of some benefit to to you and to all of us. And I think that once you focus in and see what sorts of meditation feel right for you, you can um, take those to heart, take that into yourself. So I guess a couple of points. Start with five minutes. Find a meditation that works for you. And once you've done that, see if you are led to pray, to to commune with divine in some way. Um, and see where it leads you. Because I believe that meditation can help us to... It's also a great way to calm yourself down if you need... If you're just having a bad day, you can can sit down for a few minutes, take a few deep breaths, focus on what is happening in your body, focus on the tension you're feeling, see if you can get some of that relaxed down. That's why I always tell you to, when you, when in the beginning of the podcast, put everything aside for the podcast for however long it lasts. You know, maybe not with the Moments with Faye episodes, but with these, you know. Take some time for yourself. Take that time to come into spirit and see what you get from it. See what sorts of energy you get from the the um, energy in the podcast itself. You know, or, or find your own, find something that helps you to bring um, spirit into your life more through animist practice. Yeah, I don't have all the answers, I'm just one person that has one opinion and you know to me um my opinion is mine and and I don't expect everyone to follow everything in it but you know if you get something out of it you do so I hope this talk on meditation has given you some thoughts um on your own animist practice you know, and once you've gotten the hang of meditation, and then when you get to a spot where you are meditating daily, or at least every couple of days or something, um, once you're doing that, maybe seeing what sorts of things you can get from divine, from from the spirits around you, connecting with um, your ancestors, your loved ones that have passed on, the fairies, the elves, the kindreds, seeing what sorts of spiritual insights you can get. It's so powerful and magical meditation is. I hope that you like this talk, and I will be back later. Love and light. And welcome back. Before we close out, we wish to thank and honor the spirits who have been with us today. We thank the good kindreds, the fairies, the elven kindreds, and all the kindreds of good who are known and unknown. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, known and unknown. We thank the plant and animal spirits who give us life and sustain us. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, plant and animal spirits. 
We thank magic for all of its power and its beauty of exploration. All may depart if it wishes. Farewell, magic. We thank light for its illumination and truth. It may depart if it wishes. Farewell, light. We thank life, for they are the forces divine, the intimate source, unparalleled and vast. They may depart if they wish. Farewell, life. We thank water for her power of empathy and healing. She may depart if she wishes. Farewell, water. We thank fire for his passion and his will. He may depart if he wishes. Farewell, fire. We thank air for his intellect and creativity. He may depart if he wishes. Farewell, air. We thank Earth for her growth and stability. She may depart if she wishes. Farewell, Earth, and blessed be.